Hello and welcome to OTP Volunteer Table. I'm Don Kuhlhorn. To be involved in community theater, you need passion. That emotion that gets you through all the trials, heartaches, tribulations, and joy of putting up a play. Rick Korndorfer has that passion, and we will see it on full display in this chat with Rick Korndorfer. We're going to be recording this, as I am right now, and we're only going to be using the sound part of it. Oh, it's no picture? No. No, so you didn't have to dress up. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome, Rick Korndorfer, to Old Town Playhouse, OTP Volunteer Table. Thanks for giving me your time for a chat. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we'll just start off with what brought you or brings you, no, brought. Let's start with the past tense. Brought you to the Old Town Playhouse to to perform, to be on stage, or to, to do anything at the Playhouse. You know, I uh, I always had a desire to be involved in theater. Uh, even when I was a little kid, I I used to think about acting. And, uh, you know, life went on and I went to high school and they had a theater department there. They had, uh, they had a little theatrical department, but <clears throat> I went to high school in the late sixties and, uh, it was all about sports. It was all about football and baseball and basketball. And, uh, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, there wasn't very many men involved. And I liked sports, and I did sports, and uh, so I made it. I made a terrible decision then, and I stayed away from the theater. And then I went away to college, and I thought about it more. And but I realized I had to, uh, you know, get a job, so I just didn't do anything there other than I took a Shakespeare class, you know, to dip my toe in it. But that was just for English. And then I got married right after college, and um, we moved up here. We moved up here because we went to a neutral town where no one knew anyone. And I saw the theater on the corner. And I always had this yearning to be involved. So I ended up, uh, I was married to Paula at the time, and I said, uh, hey, you want to go to a play? She said, what? You know, I said, yeah, I said, there's a play down there at the theater. I said, why don't we go check it out? And the first, the play was Company. It was a musical. And it was back in the 70s, you know, 1977 or 78, whenever they did Company. And uh, we went and I just, you know, I enjoyed myself. And I just thought, look how much fun those people are having. You know, you can. It, it was infectious for me. I mean, you could see it, and I thought, you know, why don't I do this? You know, I, I, I always thought I wanted to try this, and so uh, I got up the nerve and I uh, <clears throat> I took an adult ed class at the college. Mel Rochinsky was a uh, instructor at Interlochen. I think he might have ran the department out there at the time. And I, he was teaching an adult ed class for acting. So I took that. And then uh, 
there was only like four people in the class, you know, but it was fun. You know, I enjoyed it. It was my first introduction to, you know, reading a script. And then I, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, uh, I jumped in. I jumped in. I, uh, there was an article in the Record Eagle, and it was, uh, it invited anyone down to audition at Old Town Playhouse for the very first studio show. And it was 12 Angry Men, and it was done in the, you know, 78. In the studio? 12 Angry Men in the studio? Directed by Phil Murphy and Mike Nunn. Holy Hannah. The very first show. And so I went down there, and I got cast as uh, juror number four. And uh, I enjoyed myself. You know, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the heck out of it. So I, uh, <clears throat> you know, I made some friends. And, you know, Hedges was in the play with me and, you know, some other people I don't really recall. It was a couple of gals. Um, one of them, one of the women was uh, juror number, the Henry Fonda part. I think it was at juror number eight. Uh, But anyway, I I enjoyed myself. So then uh, in the winter, they were doing a main stage. And it was um, Mrs. Warren's Profession by George Bernard Shaw. Mm -hmm. And so I went in audition for that. And the guy directing it was Mel Mrochinsky, the guy from Interlock. And he cast me. He cast me in uh, a good part. You know, I was particularly happy with it. And so I got bit then. That was it. You know, and then I was, <clears throat> I was all about it. I, you know, I was a newlywed, and I was, uh, you know, doing that. Uh, I was trying to do it once a year or you know, play every year if I could. And then uh, I, you know. Family uh, started and uh, all that got in the way, so I, I had to drop out. But I, I've always, I've always, I've always been drawn to it, Don. I don't know why. I just always was. I and I, I still am. Right, right. And then you, you did come back. What did we play? What was the, uh, not the tin, the tin, the the salesman who sold aluminum siding or aluminum or something? We did that over at the studio. No, I don't think I was in that. Was yeah, it? you were because I remember swearing at you. Um, um, what was it? Oh, oh, you're talking about. Oh, you're talking about the um, the one that uh, Denny Don directed. Yes. Yeah, that was uh, that was David Mamet's play. Right, right. That was a that was a fun play. That was a good play. That was the that was one of the best plays I've ever been in that no one came to. <laughs> we, we played we played to a house of six. That's we right. The rule house. is if if you have one audience member, you play, yeah. no matter what. And and we had a good we had a good run at it, but no one showed up for it. No, that was that was Mike Kelly and Gary trying to do their own theater, and that you know we knew That's that right. that was going to fail. But, uh, you know, I wanted to be in that show. So, uh, yeah, I, I got to play uh, Shelley Levine. Right. 
Right. Yeah, I should have uh, I should have done research and figured out what the name of the show is. I'll get well, that. It'll, it'll come to me. Yeah, it'll it'll pop up this, in just a second. Oh, Glenn Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. What a wonderful, what a wonderful fun time that was. Wow. Yeah. Um. So so how many plays have you did? You were doing one a year for for the beginning, and then you dropped out because of family and just yeah. trying to pay the rent and stuff. No, it was more uh, 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 Paula uh, was a stay-at-home mother, and uh, she didn't like my involvement. Mm-hmm. You know, I enjoyed it. It was what I wanted to do. It's what made me happy, and uh, you know, it didn't include her, and it didn't include uh, the kids. Even though I dragged the kids, I, so I, I, I dropped out for. I don't even know how many years. I think it was probably at least a decade. It was the late 80s. My last show was, uh, oh, uh, Getting Out. I think that was the name of it. By Pauline Zitting. She directed it. That was my last show. And then I dropped out because she, I actually got an ultimatum. She told me it was uh, near the, uh, the theater. So, you know, I wasn't going to walk out on my family. So I dropped out, and uh, I didn't do anything, uh, you know, else for a long time. And I ended up owning an office products, office furniture business with a partner. And we needed a media guy. <clears throat> and I had befriend- befriended, you know, a number of people at the theater, and one of them was Steve Morris. So I told my partner, I says, well, I got this guy that I know at the theater that does uh, exactly what you're asking. You know, he handles uh, advertising for companies. I said, you want me to bring him in and you can interview him? He goes, yeah. So we did. And we hired Steve and Steve was responsible for our TV and radio and all that kind of stuff. Well, things went on in life and the kids grew and they were in, you know, elementary school now and full-time. Paula wasn't, you know, there wasn't anything for her to do anymore other than, uh, you know, hang out at the house. So I, uh, I was at work one day and Steve Morris came in and, uh, he said, listen, he says, I'm going to direct a show at the, uh, Old Town Playhouse that you're perfect for. There's a part in there that's perfect for you. And it was, um, oh, God, what was the name of that? Uh, Arsenic and Old Lace. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, uh, I said, well, I, I said, I've never read the script, or I've, I don't even think I've seen the movie. I said, so why don't you drop a script off? So he did the next day. He came down and gave me a script. So I read that thing a couple of times, and I thought, oh, my God, I could, I could do this character falling off a lock. You know, this is like nothing. For me, I, this was just so fun. And I got to play Dr. Einstein. Oh, yes. The sidekick for the killer. Right. <laughs> for Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. Johnny. So I had a lot of fun with that. And I, I, uh, I, that was my, you know, that was in the early 90s, I think, or, uh, you know, mid-90s maybe. And uh, I got cast. And I, uh, I never, I never looked back. Yeah. That was it. I, I stayed, I stayed, I try to do a show a year if I can, 
if I can get cast, if there's a part for me, you know, right. I, I don't sing and dance, so I'm 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 shut out of the musicals, and they're a big part of our schedule. What but do I, you, What do you think you are as as a as an actor? What do you do you go for drama? Are you better at drama? Do you better at comedy? What's your I, what's your I, take? You know, I I think I do a pretty good job with comedy. I I like comedy. I'm attracted to comedy, but I do drama. I mean, twelve. I mean, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, man, that wasn't funny. No, no. <laughs> you know, I I I've done a number of dramas, and I I enjoy drama, um, but I do gravitate if there's a comedic part. I will gravitate that way just because I I like comedy. Right. I, uh, but now I'm, you know, I'm getting older and, you know, I'm aging out of so much. There's not, you know, there's hardly parts for my age anymore. So I, uh, I, I take what I can get, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever I can just to get back in there if I can, if I can get cast. So. Yeah. Getting cast is the thing. Just getting on those boards once again, just challenging it. What do you, what do you feel like when you, um, like when when I am standing at the curtain ready to make the entrance, I am just petrified. Will I forget the first line? Will I uh, be able to do what I'm supposed to do? What do you what do you what do you feel? How do you prepare? Kind of things. I, you know, I think I'm. Uh, I I do a lot of work before um, <clears throat> show, of course. Besides reading, I, I try to get off book as soon as I can. So I get that out of the way so then I can start to delve into movement more and more character development. I think I, uh, that, that seems to work for me. I don't want to be burdened with the lines. You know, I, I want, I want those out of the way. So I, that, that's just how my, uh, preparation is. And then I can, I, I, I've been in plays where I can't wait to get to rehearsal. I just am chomping at the bit, sitting at the house, looking at the clock, waiting <laughs> until I can go down there and rehearse. You know, and, and, and I think a lot of that has to do with the part and the play and the people. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I haven't had that feeling with every show, but for the most part, you know, um, that's how I feel. I I remember I did a show for Ed Mulcahy directed one time, Leading Ladies. And uh, Ed cast me in one of the two leading parts. And I, uh, God, I thought I died and went to heaven. You know, I just, I, I, I don't think I ever had so much fun. So when I'm backstage and I'm waiting to go on, that's what I want. I just want that cue. I want that entrance. And I want to get after it, you know. I uh, I just want to get get out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a passion to me. <laughs> I think it is a passion, you know. It is a passion. I wish I would have discovered it younger, but you know, I didn't have parents that were artistic. I didn't have um, parents that encouraged, uh, you know, any musical instruments or singing or dancing or. You know, any of that kind of stuff. So I wasn't exposed to it right. other than the television set, you know. So what do you I, think? Uh, I, yeah. I, I feel like I'm lucky that I found uh, the Playhouse. Right. Did it 
did it change you in any way? Did it give you um, a different outlook on life? Did it, you know, once you once you get into it, of course, standing in front of somebody, I remember I flunked a uh, speech class because I could not stand in front of people and talk. I just yeah. absolutely clammed up, and so I was done. But um, did did that give you some some benefit to go further? I, I, I think it, uh, it probably gave me uh, confidence in myself, although I never really lacked much of that anyway. So I, uh, you know, I ended up uh, in business and, <clears throat> you know, I was selling a product and, uh, you know, it was easy for me. You know, I, I, I didn't have trouble going through the door. You know, you have to. I had to make cold calls. That's that my my job. I had to drum up business for the business, and so that was really easy for me. But you know, I think part of it is I like people. I generally like people, and so it was easy for me to do that. I think, and I think that's what theater was easy for me. I mean, it didn't. It wasn't hard for me. It, it didn't. I didn't have angst over it. You know, I didn't. I didn't fret about things i was just going to go out there and do the best i could you know right i i, I, I you know i just uh you know this is uh, as, as as you know this has been a difficult time for people like you and i you know we're extroverts now i mean uh, we are you know we, right. Right. We, we like we like to be on stage we like to perform we like to be part of a collaboration and and now with the shutdown it has been miserable for me just miserable. In fact, I I, uh, I was thinking of reading a play, uh, trying to find a one act play that I could just do, <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, uh, and I could I could I could memorize the lines. You know, I could sit home and memorize the lines, and then maybe, you know, this summer or fall, hopefully by fall, we'll be back <clears throat> in order, and. Uh, you know, I can see if anybody wants to do it. You know, I don't know. I just feel like I need to do something. You know, Christ, it's just I'm dri- it's driving me crazy. Well, we can do something on OTP Volunteer Table. Uh, if you find that one-act play, less than half an hour, <laughs> <laughs> and out of copyright, 1925 or before, uh, I'll be glad to figure out some way that we could get it up on uh, OTP Volunteer Table because that would be a fun thing to do. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to call my friend Jan Dalton and uh, he he knows a lot more about theater than I ever will know and I'm going to uh, see if he he had I think he knows of a play that might work so I'm going to uh, and it is old so we won't have to play pay for it. <laughs> right. Right. Not Shakespeare though. It's way too long for us to do Shakespeare. You've also <laughs> been involved in other parts of the Playhouse. Um are you a technician? Do you do you aspire to do lights, sound, backstage work, any of that? You know, I, I think if I did anything, I would join that uh, workshop, you know, with Jeff and Kerr and all those guys in that uh, wood room. I, I thought about doing that. I've shown up a couple times for that a little bit, but I uh, I'm not I'm not a technician. Uh, I don't you know I I don't gravitate to that. I'm bad with technology, to be honest with you, <laughs> uh, as you know. And uh, so I uh, that part I stay away from. I think 
I think I, because I'm aging out, as we all are, I think I want to explore directing or assistant directing or mm-hmm. something. I think I might like to do that now. You know, I and I people, <clears throat> Mike Nunn is another a good friend of mine from the theater, and he always used to ask me, he says, well, how come you're not directing? How come you're not directing? How come you're not directing? And, you know, I, I just always said, well, because I want to act. I, I You know, I, that's why. I mean, I, if I, I, I only have so many nights that I can do this. And so I, uh, so I, so I haven't, I haven't delved into that yet, but I, but I think I will. Right. I know I will. I know I will. I just don't know what show or what, you know, venue, I mean, Mm -hmm. playhouse, but I I don't know how it's going to work, but maybe an AD position would be best. We got to get the theater back first. We got to get that going. So you've also been on the executive committee, was that, or executive? Yeah, I've boards? been the president of the board, and uh, I did. I did. I think I did about twelve years of that. <clears throat> and uh, I, uh, you know, I enjoyed my time there, um, but I thought it was time for a change, so I didn't re up after a dozen right. years. You know. I did it, uh, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of who our person was when we, it might have been that Edith. Uh, yes. She wasn't there long, but I, I think I came in around then. Uh, you know, and I enjoyed my time there. I, 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 uh, I think my, I think my, I think the best thing I can do for the theater other than perform is fundraise. I, I, I think I have, I don't, I'm not afraid to do that. It doesn't bother me to ask an individual for $5 million. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I've been talking to Deb Jackson and I'm going to, uh, uh, approach a few people, I think, on her behalf, and I, I'm not going to be part of the board for that. I'm going to just do <clears throat> do that and see if I can't uh, make some inroads there, um, because I do know, uh, you know, a half a dozen of extremely, extremely wealthy people in our region. Not that they're theater people, right. <laughs> but. They are wealthy. And we don't want them as theater people. We want them as money funders so that we can do our theater. Yeah, yeah. But so anyway, can... I, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not giving up on the back, uh, the back end of the theater. You know, I still am going to uh, do that for Deb. Uh, we, we've talked uh, on the phone recently about that. So we're going to put a little plan together in January, and we're going to see where it goes. Well, that, uh, the, the way we need to keep, uh, open and keep the doors open is to pay the rent That's and right. to pay all the electric bills. And we yeah. do know that theater, doing theater and actually, um, paying, uh, collecting fees for the theater does not pay for the theater. No, I know. It barely scrapes by. We still have all the overhead that we need to pay for. And that's through contributions. And that's right. for people to pay. Uh, that's right. To 
grant us money and do whatever we can with it. So that's, that's something is necessary. So we're, we've got a couple of minutes left, like two minutes. Um, what's your thought on the theater? What, um, theater in general, Playhouse in particular? Well, I'll just go. Theater in general is fabulous. I go to New York now. My daughter lives there, so I always go to Broadway but until it gets shut down. So I've, I've been going to Broadway um, I because I like it so much, and I take my family when I go. The Playhouse is a special place for me. I'm never going to be uh, without it. I made, a, a, you know, a gazillion dear friends down there, and uh, I cherish that. But more importantly, I cherish... The building. I cherish what that building is. I, I, I personally, I, I didn't, as I mentioned, I didn't grow up exposed to the arts. And so this just came from inside me. But I personally think that there is no artistic endeavor greater than the theater. Because for me, all the arts come together at the theater you can be a dancer you can be a singer you can be a musician you can be someone that likes to do lighting and sound and direct or costumes all so many of the arts come together at the theater and i think that's what makes it so incredibly vibrant and so incredibly attractive to so many different types of artists and i think that's i I think that's you know i i didn't have an art outlet in my life until i joined old town playhouse and so i think i was missing something and so you know the playhouse has been able to fill you know a void for me that uh, i think most humans uh, should experience some art form i don't care if you you know, draw paintings or take photographs. It doesn't matter what you do, but do something. Do something. And I think if you do, you'll be happier and your life will be richer because of it. Well, I think we're going to end on that statement. <laughs> well said, by the way. Well, I happen you. to... I happen to agree with that wholeheartedly. So Rick Korndorfer, thank you so much for giving me some of your time. I'll be back in town. We'll, uh, we'll hoist a drink. Sounds uh, like a plan. When I get there and then we'll, and we'll do a play somehow. We'll do a play. We got to get in a play, Don. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye. Well, another episode of OTP Volunteer Table is at an end. My thanks to Rick Korndorfer. If you have questions, concerns, wishes, or to know more about Old Town Playhouse, or would like to tell your story on OTP Volunteer Table, send us an email off at office at oldtownplayhouse.com. That's office at oldtownplayhouse, one word, dot com. Our music today is Talkies by Hama Hama. OTP Volunteer Table is produced in association with the Old Town Playhouse of Traverse City. This is OTP Volunteer Table, and I am Don Kuehlhorn, and we will see you on the boards. Mm-hmm.